0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to part five of our five episode playlist for Pride Month here on Standing Post. I'm your host, Cody Starkin, and in this special episode, I interview Miss Kelvin Creighton, or Casey for short, a technical security investigator for the U.S. Secret Service. I've spoken about her during the last four episodes, and now you finally get to hear her story about who she is and what she does for the Secret Service. Lots of thoughts on Pride Month. I hope you enjoy the episode. Kelvin, welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking the time to talk about Pride Month, uh, our special emphasis groups, the LGBT community. I'm really excited to have you on the show uh, to tell your story to the listeners about who you are, what you do, um, and some of your background. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I am Calvin Creighton. I am a technical security investigator with the United States Secret Services Technical Security Division.:
0: And what does is, what is the, the TSI do?
1: So the TSI is a fairly new position within the United States Secret Service. We used to we are formerly physical security specialists. And now that we we have graduated or merged into this new position of technical security investigator. They essentially do the same thing, but the technical security investigator is a law enforcement position which helps us because we are, you know, being charged with doing protection as well as uh, investigations. We uh, support the dual missions here, so that being law enforcement helps us thoroughly support the investigative portion of our mission.
0: Awesome. And we can kind of go in some more detail a little bit later in the in the episode, but I, I primarily want to just get to know you a little bit more about who you are, you know, kind of where you grew up and um what you did prior to joining the the Secret Service. So maybe we just start with that of like, you know, what was what was home life for you? Where did you where did you grow up?
1: Oh great. Um yeah, so home life for me was awesome. I grew up in PG County, Maryland. So, I'm local and I'm home life was great because I, I like to call myself uh, a Secret Service baby, if you will. The Secret Service is definitely home for me uh, because my father was here before I was. So, growing up in, in a household with someone who was in the United States Secret Service, he was Uniform division at the time, definitely has a different dynamic to it than most kids. You know, grew up during the time of him having to travel and long hours at the White House at a foreign missions branch. So I have a different perspective in coming into the Secret Service. So home life was great.
0: No, and I appreciate you sharing that um, with me, the listeners, and just um, kind of the background of, you know, your life. But I also want to know specifically, what did you do before the Secret Service? Because I feel like everybody has a story prior to joining. um, And usually sometimes it kind of leads into why they joined the Secret Service. But for you specifically, what did you do before applying?
1: What I did before the Secret Service was, you know, just like anybody else, uh, you know, as a, as a child teenager, if you will, I, I worked at, uh, you know, some of the the fast food places. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at Spencer's. I worked at, I had a myriad of different jobs prior to becoming, coming to the Secret Service. And once I graduated, once I graduated high school, um, I then started college, right? And then, and back then, in those days, we had what was called the this thing in school program, which I think is called the Pathways Program now. But um, I joined the uh, Secret Service in and, and that way. My father was about to retire. So it was a it was a way to get in and see exactly um, how was actually working in the agency as opposed to hearing all the different things that's going on outside of the agency as a, as a child of a Secret Service employee. So I joined, that's when I joined the Secret Service was um, like in the middle of college. And I joined, when I joined, I started at RTC of all places. So okay. that was, that was interesting.
0: And what brought you to the TSI, the TSI uh, section? You know, what, what sparked your interest in that program?
1: So when I graduated from college, I, I actually Originally uh, applied for uniform division. I went, actually went to uniform division. I spent four years at uniform division, which was a, a great uh, experience. Um, I, I believe everybody should go through uniform division first before they do anything. It really puts things in perspective and how how things are. But back then, as I was on the job on uniform division, I realized that I wasn't using what I was going to school for, which was electronics and then computer sciences. So TSD always had an interest. Uh, my father had a few friends that were in TSD at the time that had uh, trans- transferred from Uniform Division to TSD. So I said, you know what, this is a really good thing. I could be using, I can stay within the United States Secret Service. I can keep the gun and then the badge and everything and still go over to TSD and work over there and use the, uh, the knowledge that I had gained in, in school. So it was a win-win for me.
0: And that's why I I enjoy doing this podcast. I really enjoy just listening to individuals background stories. So I appreciate you taking the time to provide that background for us. So I think one of the things that I wanted to do um, is actually kind of transition over to uh, the topic of the episode, uh, but also to to discuss kind of this initiative and push that we're doing. Because uh, in my other episodes, I kind of alluded to you, Casey, about uh, being this individual that was kind of on this initiative to to bring people's attentions to the LGBT community, Pride Month, the Special Emphasis Group. But today, or for this episode, it's about you. It's about what you uh, do for the organization. Um, so please, um, we're gonna kind of talk about um, some other aspects of your life, um, but also to to discuss some of the initiatives that you have provided to better educate and get individuals in the Secret Service. You know, just aware, uh, so to speak, of the LGBT community uh, and about uh, other individuals uh, that fall within that uh, community uh, within the Secret Service. So thank you again um, for coming on uh, to discuss this. When we talked before coming on the podcast, you had mentioned that um, uh, that you were intersex, uh, correct?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: I really want to learn and understand um, what that means, what that means to you um, and what people should be aware of uh, when someone says that to them. So uh the floor is yours. Uh do you mind just kind of kind of going in the background of um what that means?
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. It's it's a huge topic in the news and politics as well. Is the the huge transgender thing. And there there are two different things. I actually did um last celebration that we had for Unity Day in 2021, I believe. I actually we did a pronouns class and I tried to explain exactly what I'm gonna explain now, the differences between intersex and transgender. First, let me take a step back. Within the LGBTQ com- community, there is you know, the lesbian, the gay, the bisexual, the transgender, um, the queer, and then the I and the A. I stands for intersex. So most people don't realize that these two things have nothing, are the, one of the only ones that have nothing to do with your sexuality. Or who you're intimate with, if if that uh, makes any sense. So let me start there. That they are completely separate from who or what you're attracted to or intimate with. Intersex is a person who is biologically, um, or scientifically, if you will, both sexes. Right, and there could be a myriad of different ways that you are intersex, but intersex nonetheless. Meaning that you have both characteristics biologically, of male and female. That could be chromosomally, that could be uh, anatomically as well. And transgender is about your gender and your gender expression. You may have been born one sex, if you will, male or female, but your, your being and the way you want to express yourself or how you see yourself is the opposite of what you may have been Um, born as.
0: So um, just for my education, just because um, I'm the ignorant one here, um, trying to learn this is that uh, intersex is based on biological uh, factors, whereas transgender could be perception based based on the person and what they choose to identify as.
1: That's correct. Um, I'm very careful with the, the, the choice part of it. Because you know it for, for some, for some, it is a choice. It might be a choice, but not for all of the transgender community. and And you know, being transgender means that you know you're you're going from one sex, if you will, and transitioning to the opposite sex on which you formerly either identified were or or were quote unquote born as, right? So I am intersex. Um, but I guess by definition, defined as transgender as well, right? Because I went from, um, and I guess we'll get to this later on, but I went from people not knowing that I was intersex, but what they saw was primarily male, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Unless they looked really deep at me and none of them did. But I, you know, because of for medical reasons, I had to let nature take its course, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that's pushed me into you know, switching to the opposite, the not the opposite sex, well, the opposite sex that most people knew. So and that, that's why I I really careful about the the choice, because for some people, it's really not a choice.
0: Well, and maybe that's a a question I'd like to ask, just again, from my standpoint, if I know there's a balance, there's you want to be identified, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to be identified for your uniqueness and, and who you are. And um, but also, do you want to balance it to where people treat you as, a, you know, an everyday person that's just, I guess, with lack of better words, just trying to get through life, do your job, support a mission that means something to you and drive on? Um, I- am I correct in thinking that way?
1: That is correct, right? Like between intersex, transgender, whatever, um, or anybody from the um, the LGBT community. Overall, that's, that's really all we want. We, want to, we just want to be like anybody else for that matter. It'd be like, it's, it's better nowadays before, you know, back in the day, the lesbians, the gays had, had an issue with being at work. You could get fired for being, if they found out that's, you know, for those out there that were former military this far back, there was a don't ask, don't tell thing, um, that was in place. Right. So there was, there were consequences to people knowing about who you were, right. Mm -hmm. Intersex and transgender is not so much different, especially, you know, now I wouldn't say these days, but it's just happens to be the topic of the day. Right. But yeah, all you want to do is just be normal and be, you know, respect what you see and how you, and how we see ourselves, if that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely. And that's probably as we were kind of talking to each other prior to the interview and coming on to do this episode, I think for me, if I met you in person, I would be fine. I would be fine. I just work with you and what needs to be taken care of, um, but I also feel like sometimes that I, I'm, I'm hypersensitive on the other side of it too, because I, I don't want to discriminate. I don't want to assume. I don't want to insult. But like if I just met you every day in a, in a day's situation or just out there working in the field, it'd just be like, oh, okay. You know, I'd just be like, hey, what? this is what I need, or can I get this? Or what do you need to help out with, you know, trying to complete your job? I guess that's all to say. I appreciate your patience with me as we, you know, as we, we have this conversation.
1: No, no, no problem. Um, you know, it's uh, it is it is not lost on me the the things that you're you just mentioned happens to be um, an issue for a lot of different people, um, not with the, just within the Secret Service, but the government as a whole, right? Because you know things are changing. Things that we're talking about now are hard conversations that are not easy to have, right? Because. Just as you said, a lot of people are hypersensitive. Some people are hypersensitive because they don't want to get in trouble and say the wrong thing, but some people are hypersensitive because maybe they have their own, you know, religious bias or anything like that. The, the, the best thing I can say is that as long as you are respectful, most people from this community, specifically the intersex or transgender community, if they want to, if they're open about that, we'll have conversations with you to get you to have a better understanding of what it is. And with that better understanding, with better education comes better understanding. And then we can not have that be a factor in anything else. So we can complete that mission that much better. And it goes all the way around. You know, if we know each other better, if we have an idea of what each other is going through and how both sides can be absolutely scared or um, hypersensitive, right? we can kind of bring that down and come to a level playing field and ask each other the hard questions respectfully that we're supposed to ask as long as each other, you know, each party is open. And that's what I hope to accomplish (laughs) within the LGBT SEP and and the myriad of different things, EDI.
0: And do you have any um, examples of that? Just some conversations, maybe some successful conversations that you had? Because I kind of want to talk to you about uh, your time in the Secret Service, a federal law enforcement agency, You know how accepting, if there was any challenges, how you overcame them, or even if you didn't, uh, do you mind kind of talking about your journey through uh, the Secret Service um, as an intersex individual?
1: Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, um, I'll, also, I'll just say this. I am the first openly intersex female on the law enforcement side of things. As far as I know, especially the ones that have gone through training. Um, as I mentioned before, as a physical security specialist, they we have transitioned over to this new position of technical security investigator. and giving you background background story here, when I first started, we had to go back through RTC. and when I first started RTC, honestly I was I was hoping, that nothing was going to happen or things weren't going to change while I was in training because I knew that they weren't prepared for the, <laughs> they weren't prepared for this <laughs> um, because neither was I. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, medically, like I said, I've had been on um, and testosterone for a lot, like a long time. So all these mm-hmm. people that I've known, within the United States Secret Service and again like I said this is this is my home this is my family right there are people at RTC and on the job that have been here for decades that have watched me literally watched me grow up from a child to to an adult right mm-hmm. so that having that dynamic was extremely hard for me and nobody knew I had never told anybody to include the family members that I still have on this job that I was intersex. Nobody knew. And I wanted to keep it that way because one, I didn't feel like it was anybody's business. And as long as I, you know, I was kind of like keeping quiet to kind of get along. So it's hard enough being young here and then trying to figure out the dynamics of everything, um, especially in the law enforcement side of things. <laughs> it's not easy. So, you, you know, you're trying to you're trying to do your best. You're trying to prove yourself as, as to being a great officer, agent, investigator, whatever. And then everything else on top of it is a lot to go through. So going through RTC, I actually had to get off the testosterone and all that stuff because it was damaging my heart. So it was a medical thing. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that everything was going to start showing up when it did, but it did. And so while I was in training, my body was actually changing. Um, and I still hadn't told anybody. Um, so now everybody, you know, as, as as you mentioned, you know, if you see me, yeah, we're going to get the mission done, but they're still having, I mean, we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has, everybody has questions, but they're not going to ask because they don't feel like that that's their place and they don't want to, you know, and they don't want to get in trouble or I might be offended or anything like that. So Right. That's when, that's when the rumor mills start and all that. So it's, it's, it's a lot. RTC wasn't, wasn't prepared for me, but I did. I had one shining star in RTC and, and uh, he actually is currently the, um, the current uh, acting manager for the LGBT SCP. He was at training and he helped me out a lot. I knew I had an an advocate there who could, could talk me through a lot and um, someone I could actually talk to as well who had my best interest in mind so with that being said it you know training isn't easy already but if you add well, you know like i said before if you add the fact that you're a part of the lgbt community now you're worried about what everybody's going to think of you on top of all of that one thing the, the good thing about this is is that i think in conjunction with uh asac andrew murphy or i should say sac because he just got promoted to the uh, the sac of boston Boston doesn't know how lucky they are <laughs> right now. They're very lucky, Get <laughs> very good man. Um, but, um, you know, working with him, you know, I was able to use my experiences to help others coming behind me. So there are there were some changes being made. For example, you, I'm, I'm not going to be the only one. Right. I'm sure there, there'll be more. And now that there is more of an open conversation. And not only open conversations, but then there's executive orders, there's protections, and all that stuff. And millennials are they're a totally different uh, breed of their own, right? Um, they're going to mm-hmm. come in here as themselves, and they're not they're not not necessarily asking anymore. <laughs> they're they're saying that hey, here's what the paper says. Where is the support that I'm supposed to be getting, right? Um, At that point in time, the service wasn't really when I went through it, they weren't ready. So, for example, now when you come in, if they did decide, if whatever they declare themselves as as far as gender is concerned, whatever they declare themselves when they start, when they start Flexi, the uh, Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. It's the beginning of the uh, training iteration to become either an officer, agent or technical security investigator. Um, Everybody starts at Fletzy. That's our our basic training, if you will, and then we come to um, the Raleigh Training Center to finish up our specialized Secret Service training, and then ultimately graduate as one of those positions. So, so now that's 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 the thing now. Like, we'll we will honor that. The services will honor that that expression of what you identify as throughout your time, and that that goes for everything, right? That goes for your PT scores, that goes for your clothing, that goes for the bathrooms that you use, they are working towards it, right? They're not prepared. But the the thing I love about the service is that um, so far is that they're open to it, right? They're open to trying to make things better for everybody, for everybody. And I'm sure we'll get to that later. But yeah, that's it. Hopefully I answered those questions.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Do you find yourself helping support or do you help support those that may be in similar situations or just a part of the community? Uh, Do you lend an ear? Do you help out? Do you help guide?
1: I absolutely do. Right. Um, My experience that I went through in RTC, while it was challenging, it was was definitely challenging. I I saw that as a, um, in, in talking with Mr. Murphy, I saw that we both saw that as an opportunity to change things and to you know bring the conversation. It's it's better if people have an example of what you're talking about instead of just speaking about it. You know, kind of tongue in cheek, so to speak, and it makes it personal for you, right? You know, for as a, as an example, you know, a lot of families never know that they have someone who's either gay or a lesbian in their family, and they may have a lot of talking points because of what's in the news and you know all that. But as soon as they find out that somebody close to them um, is actually um, part of that community, then it's a different thing. They have a different perspective because now it's actually somebody that they they love. So it brings it closer to home, right? So I say that to say that that is why I got so involved with the special emphasis program, the LGBT special emphasis program, as well as the other programs. So I'm also part of the Inclusion Engagement Council, the IEC that we have here that takes topics. it's it's not LGbt specific, but it is issue specific where um it's another thing where the the service has taken the initiative to have something to where we can get people on the council can come together and talk about the different issues that we've talked about in this conversation and making it better for everybody, not just the LGBT community, not just, you know, the separate different communities because, you know, what I've learned is specifically with my community and and really all everybody else, right? And the different special emphasis programs is that my issue is their issue and their issue is my issue. We're all interconnected, which is what I preach all the time is intersectionality between everybody. So that's that's what I've been trying to do with the Special special Emphasis Program. I've been trying to do a lot of different outreach and do a lot of di- different things for, for the community and even people who aren't with the community. So, for example, Officer Technician Hill came in to her position as a recruiter with TADORB and, you know, from the Office of the Chief um, for Uniform Division. And they gave her um, the mission of, hey, you have to recruit for women and the LGBT community. When she came in, she really took her job seriously. We had, she contacted me, I contacted her, we got together over teams. And she actually sat and really tried to learn the people that she was charged to recruit from, which isn't easy because a lot of people don't know the ins and outs of the trans or not the transgender community, but the LGBT community, specifically for the transgender community. Right. Because that's, that's what's in the, you know, all the executive orders and all that kind of stuff. But he learned a lot of the facets through, I gave her a, a makeshift course. I tell her all the time, she, she has gotten her, her LGBT degree, if you will. For me she has passed so she can she can kind of speak to the issues and she is a, she's a a serious ally um to the community and for and for women also but she's she she came in she learned and all that stuff and now she has people that come to her um we have successfully done a lot of different outreach we're we're going to three different pride events I'm doing teams events to get the you know d- for uh, colleges to um, get the message out there that, hey, Secret Service is, is here and we're open and we're here to protect you and see you through, um, this process so you can become part of this extraordinary agency, um, which is the United States Secret Service as yourself, um, and not have any issues to it. So, um, and that's what I love about this, right? The, the it's it's the outreach that we can do, the lives that we can change, um, both outside the service as well as inside the service.
0: No, and yeah, I one that's I mean that was one of the goals to to have you on the show is to talk about those um, initiatives, those projects, uh, those meetings, those groups, um, because I want those that may be thinking about joining the organization to know that we have these support systems in place.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's, what's got me really, I'm really excited, especially if, you know, for this, this pride season, if you will, this the service has, has all these different programs, but more importantly, we just got a, um, we just got a new executive, um, Mr. Lucius Hires, who is there. I just had a meeting with him the other day and it was absolutely, um, I, it was, it was just, it was, it was awesome because I, you know, hearing him speak, he's absolutely looking for that for everybody. It's what are the, the, the outcomes of being inclusive and diverse, right? Um, it's not just having the people here, hey, we hired these people, but how are we keeping these people? Um, how are we keeping, you know, from, from the, the, the entry levels all the way up to supervisor you know, you can, you can say hey we're bringing in all these people but are these people represented in every facet of the United States Secret Service and i can i can say today that we can grow here the things that they that the service is not prepared for they're working towards they're actively working towards and that's what keeps me going when i do these outreaches i've gotten that question several different times of hey you're the <laughs> you're the first one that's that's awesome How do you, just like you said, you know, hey, how was your time here? And how has it been? Has it gotten better for you? And going through, you know, I've gotten that question about how, hey, you've you've been through this. How is it for you being out here recruiting for people, doing outreach in in our community after what you've you've gone through? And that is an interesting question. And at first, it kind of stuck me a little bit because... They're right. It's It seems kind of odd that, you know, if, if I'm going through things that, you know, I'd be out here, you know, as this Secret Service's bigger, biggest cheerleader to get people on board like me. But that's but that's also the answer to the question. Right. Nothing. Nothing is easy. Thing is easy. And I was the first. Right. So <laughs> I was the first to go through it. I was the first to pretty much change in front of their eyes right most people don't do that in front of everybody right I just didn't have a, I just didn't have a choice and what was going on but but going through all that and having someone there like I said Mr. Murphy there to to help me through that even though there were some people there that didn't understand it but the, the point was that there's somebody there there's somebody there to hold your hand through this and there's somebody here that you can talk to. There's a safe place for you, so we can make sure that you grow here. And that's in an, an immediate level, like uh, like you know the the dy- dynamic that uh, Mr. Murphy and I had while I was in training, all the way up to, you know the, the the you know EES and EDI. They're here for you. May not hear about it. You may not hear about them, but I can tell you the conversations are being had, the changes are being made and the questions are being asked so there is forward movement on everything here and that's how i'm able to go out and say hey listen yeah it was hard but overall training training is not easy right yes we can throw this dynamic but we are making changes towards that by the time you make it here i can't tell you that training is going to be easy for you because it's not designed to be easy but what i can tell you is that you will you will be here as you you will survive as you and you will graduate as you um, if you get through.
0: Well said. Thank you. Um, and I appreciate you providing that um, very thoughtful and engaging information. No, I, I appreciate it. it. Makes my heart happy to know that there's groups like this within the organization. And so thank you for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners about you know your journey through the Secret Service and the programs um, that it offers and the training. I do want to uh, shift gears, Casey. You mentioned that you were on the LGBT special emphasis group. Do you mind talking about any personal initiatives or any projects that you're uh, trying to push forward with the group? Um, something that maybe uh, the public or the personnel in the agency can expect to see.
1: Again, I, I really believe in the um, LGBT special emphasis group, and it's it's been around. Thank thank you to uh, Mr. Murphy for for. Giving birth and life to this SCP um, at first, um, and I'm coming in to try to try to make it more interactive with the public as well as um, our um, the people within the United States Secret Service. So, an initiative that I'm trying to get going is the True Colors Cafe, right? So, the True Colors Cafe will be a a forum, if you will, where people from outside of the LGBT community as well as inside of the community, can come together on a level playing field and, and come together and have those hard conversations respectfully with open, open minds and open ears, right? We're here to listen and then maybe give answers to what they're asking because there could be misunderstandings from both sides. And when we realize that, I would like this forum to be that, that connection to where both sides are kind of heard and we can work through things. You know, it, it's it's the hard conversations that aren't easy to have um, that we can have here, learn from each other and grow. And overall, that makes it a better place for everybody.
0: I, I do want to um, kind of switch things up here uh, because of the 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 episode is going to air what's traditionally is viewed as Pride Month uh, for the LGBT community. And so I wanted to just ask some personal questions about what that means to you. you know, th- how do you celebrate if you do things like that? So I guess we'll just start with that. Like, um, you know, what is the what does Pride Month mean to you?
1: So Pride Month to me means a couple different things. right? So Pride Month for me is a it's 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 kind of bittersweet, right? It's a celebration of all the hard work we have done as a community and the things that we have gone through as a community. Um, for this month to celebrate and reflect on the things that we have done, our ancestors have done in order for us to get to this, this part to where we are today. Is it perfect? No, but we're working towards equality for us as well as other people. Cause like I mentioned before, our issues are your issues, your issues are our issues. So that's what it means To me, I usually celebrate the month by going to um, these Pride celebrations, and I I encourage anyone out there to really look into how Pride started and why it still exists to this day. It means something different to everybody, but Pride actually started as a riot, if you will. Um, The community, it's in and of itself being suppressed in a place in New York, a place called Stonewall. Um, where the, the officers would constantly raid them just and arrest them and, and, and be violent with them. And just because they were from the community and then the community, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying here, the community eventually fought back to that and started a series of of riots in that month. And that's how the community in and of itself celebrates pride. That's what came. That's how pride celebration, what it came from. Um, and so, you know, you always you may always see this on a T-shirt, you know, pride is a riot, you know, be, because pride started as as a series of riots for equality for people from the LGBTQ community.
0: Casey, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show to talk about your experiences, your journey through the Secret Service and also just talking, you know, just being very uh, intimate about who you are and telling that to the world uh, and the listeners here. You know, thank you very much for doing that. As always, with every episode that we do, I always leave the guests with the final message. You can cover anything about the topics that we discussed today, something personal, but uh, the floor is yours. What would you like to say to the listeners?
1: Uh, Yes. First of all, um, towards the end of this, I want to say, give a special thanks to all those who have uh, supported me and have groomed me and built me up to be able to and saw uh, potential in me to be able to do something like this to represent the united states secret service by way of the lgbtsep for everybody um you know mr Mr. lucius hires mr cleveland williams from es um edi um uh, i want to thank them, the miami field office for being so great um they have been the best and and supporting me and um and and then and in my treatment and all that and then of course last and not least the most important uh, Mr. Andrew Murphy for um for giving me the courage and um, standing behind me in in doing what I'm doing now um, for everybody out there whether you're in the LGBT community or outside the LGBT community I just want to say that uh, we are here for both of you for support, should it be from anyone in the LGBT community, from, and if you're outside of the LGBT community, we're here to, to kind of answer your questions. Maybe you have questions for people that are on the job that are part of the community, or maybe in your family that are a part of the community, and you don't you need those answers, and you'd like to have those answers answered, or those questions answered. We are here for you. We are here for support and outrage for those who who think that maybe the Secret Service may not be for me or they might not support me or I can't survive there. I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can survive here. We are making those changes. We have leaders in place that want to make the changes that need to be made for your comfortability, for you to be you and thrive here. As a member of the United States Secret Service, whether that be ATP or on the law enforcement side of things, you can be here as well. So that's it. Thanks.
0: For more information about the Secret Service or how to join, please go to www.secretservice.gov. You can listen to our podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts. We also have it available on YouTube. So please leave a comment and a rating. It helps out a lot. And until next time, listeners, stay vigilant.